Brad Brown on SAFM Sports Special. Great. Our guest this afternoon, and if you're a big fan of South African soapies, you may not recognise her real name, but you'll definitely recognise her character name. And we're joined uh, by Michaela Williams. Michaela, you're Charlie on... Yes. Uh, what am I saying? Williams Russell. Why Russell. am I saying Williams? I Williams sounds quite cool. I, I can <laughs> work with <name>. Williams. It's <laughs> fantastic. You are Charlie on Isidingo. Welcome into the studio, by the way. Thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you. It's, it's nice and... Uh Chilly. <laughs> Just a bit fresh in here. Finny, fix the, fix the air con for us. It's a bit cold in here. Thank you. Uh, Michaela, thanks for coming through. Really appreciate it. No, uh, it's lovely. I- interesting challenge because obviously this is a sports show. Yes. You're an actress. Yes. Uh, sports. Are you, are you pretty tuned up on sport? I mean, what, out of 10, how would you rate yourself sporty? A minus 7. 7 uh, out of 10. No, minus 7. Minus, minus 7. Minus. We're not nearly we're near, near 7. No, no, no. It's very ambitious and kind of you. No, um, I do love sport. Um, especially when it comes to soccer. Um, I've become a massive national team fan. My favorite player is Kune. Love Kune. He's a brilliant, brilliant player, especially when you watch him in action live. He's also a very humble person. I've I've had the pleasure of meeting him once or twice before. Um, And I also was a a very big World Cup fan. I got sucked in, when was it, four years ago? Mm -hmm. Uh, The first time, and that was... Sort of, I, I love affair started then, and I haven't been able to walk away since. Um, loved the action. Was happy that Germany took it. Really sad that a South American team couldn't have, because it would have been great that mm. you know they'd kept it in the continent. But still, very good uh, soccer. Thoroughly enjoyed the last game. Fantastic. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll chat more about that and, and a little bit of how, how your love for, for soccer came about. But right now, it's time <laughs> to chat some cricket on SAFM Sports Special. We're joined by uh, Natalie Germanis. Natalie, uh, welcome on to the show once again. And by the way, thanks for standing in for me while I was away. Thanks very much, Brad. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, I suppose. I hope you had a, a good time away from work for a change and had a bit of a break. I did, Natalie. It was fantastic. We, funnily enough, we were actually driving home last week, Sunday, so we listened to you the whole way home. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, business at hand, obviously, uh, big cricket's happening in Sri Lanka at the moment. Uh, day four has concluded. Sri Lanka up against uh, the Proteas. And uh, in my opinion, uh, quite a sporting declaration. Yeah, I think it's a positive from Hashimamla to declare at T at the time. They were 206 for 6. It certainly was helped by the fact that the batsman went at 5 runs to the over in that second session. They scored 143 runs the last of 4 wickets in the second session, which helped South Africa at, at be able to declare at T. Otherwise, they probably would have only looked to declare maybe sort of middle of the final session, but they were able to do that thanks to some brilliant batting, in particular from Abe de Villiers and Quinton de Kock, and that made the big difference. And it's good to see a nice positive move from Hashimamla. It dangles the bait as well a little bit for the Sri Lankans to maybe go after the score. And of course, when you are playing shots and going after the score, it gives you more opportunities then to possibly take the wickets that you need. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, uh, early breakthrough after that tea break, but uh, Kumar Sangakara is looking, uh, looking pretty dangerous out in the middle. He is looking dangerous, and he's obviously trying to make good on the mistake he made in the first innings where he pulled a ball got a bottom edge, and it was onto his stumps. He nearly did it again today, though, in the second innings, and he was facing up against the spinner. In the end, was looking for the pull shot, bottom edge, and he was lucky it didn't go onto his stumps. He also didn't do what he would have liked in the one-day series. He didn't make as many contributions as he would have liked, and he wasn't nearly as consistent as he would have liked to have been. But he looks dangerous at the moment. He's 
pretty comfortable at the crease against, in particular against the spinners. And he's right now on 58 of 89. He's hit seven fours and one six already. And he did slow down towards the end of the day because he was going at a runner ball at one stage and then started to slow down as the day started to wind down. Of course, he wanted to make sure that he's there tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a very interesting day's play tomorrow. Natalie, Imran Tahir was, was an interesting one in that, that final session of the day. I almost got the feeling that the batsman didn't allow him to settle. They want to try and uh, sort of nullify uh, the, the, the effect of Imran Tahir, not let him get into a groove, so to speak, uh, and, and really knuckle him down and, and pick up some wickets uh, in, in that last innings. Yeah, look, Tahir was better than he was in the first innings. He was very inconsistent in the first innings. He was in particularly actually quite good to Kumar Sangakara today. He was bowling a lot a better link to the left-hander. But to the right-handed Silver, he was just tossing it up, and he was bowling too full, and he wasn't allowing the ball to turn, which, of course, on this wicket, it is turning. And there's no doubt that there is a little bit of assistance for the spinners, and there is grip. But he, he just wasn't consistent. Major criticisms of Imran Tahir, in particular in the test format, is that he's just not finding his consistency. And if he's going to be a world-class spinner, bowling to world-class batsmen, he's got to find that consistency. And I'm afraid whenever he's under pressure, he also starts to rush things. And that's when things just go a little bit wrong for him. Yeah, absolutely. Natalie, if I can ask you just to stay on the line quick, I just want to get a, a quick update from Nick Dye. The Open taking place uh, in Liverpool this weekend. Uh, there's been some fabulous golf. Uh, Nick Dye, welcome back onto the show. What, what's the latest? Fantastic. Nick Dye, thank you very much. Our quiz question, by the way, for today is golf-related, and it's got to do with the Open history was made uh, in uh, major championship golf today, first time ever. Uh, and it's an interesting question. It's the first time ever that three... It's in three balls. It's the first time that three players and three caddies in a three ball all speak the same language, which is not English. What is the language? That's the question. 34701, those SMSs charged at two rand. It's the first time it's ever happened uh, in the Open where in a three ball, the three players and the three caddies all speak the same language and it's not English. They do speak English, but they all, from where they're from, speak a different language. And what is that language? 34701. You can SMS your answers through right now. And so, yeah, get them in. Those SMSs charged at 2 a.m. We were chatting to Natalie Germanis just a short while ago about uh, the cricket day four of uh, the test match, the first test between South Africa and Sri Lanka in Gaul. It's uh, very evenly poised, I think, although South Africa probably do have the upper hand. Natalie, looking at day five, uh, how, how do you see it going? Well, there's no doubt that uh, from a pitch point of view that it is breaking up. We've seen one or two keep a bit low, and it is turning. And all of a sudden, we're starting to see the footmarks coming into play. Um, we did have uh, quite a hazy day in Gaul, so it wasn't that hot today in terms of the sun baking down on the wicket. But there were chances of some rain and some showers overnight, which might just freshen things up and also work in South Africa's favour. The one problem South Africa has is that the ball's starting to get pretty old, and now it's 52 overs old. They might get the reverse swing going, which is something that they've used quite effectively in a test match, in particular Dale Stane. But the, obviously the ball gets a little softer and a little older. It might aid the spinners, it might not. The problem that they, of course, have the South Africans is that Kumar Sangakara is looking really good. And then they've still got the likes of Mahela Jayawardner to come and Nahara Tiramani, who looked pretty good in the first innings, and so did Angela Matthews. So for South Africa, the first session is going to be crucial. If they fail to take wickets in that first session, we could possibly see Sri Lanka either making history for a start or 
saving this test match. Yeah, it's going to be a, a wonderful day's play. I think I might actually wake up early and, and, and watch uh, from the start. Natalie, as, as far as the, the, the sort of test, the, the team makeup goes, uh, it's obviously the first test match that, that Hashimamla has been uh, in charge since Graham Smith stood down. Uh, what's your take on his captaincy so far? Uh, have you been impressed? I have been impressed with him. He's always had captaincy material. He is a a very good leader. He's very calm under pressure. We've seen that when he's batting. Um, The one thing that he has, he did struggle with a little bit, was the rotation of his bowlers yesterday. He wasn't quite sure how to use his bowlers, and then he was getting a bit under pressure with regards to time and over rate, and South Africa yet again were behind the overs, and they lost two overs yesterday because they were too slow. Now, Obviously, that's going to come with some more experience, and he'll find a better way to do things. He wanted to use Dale Stane with a reverse swing, which he used effectively, but then they couldn't take the new ball straight away, and the Sri Lankan batsmen were able to get more runs on the board than they probably would have if South Africa had taken the new ball straight away. So there's just a few things, obviously, that he's going to need to tweak, but it's going to come with experience. He's a very positive captain. He does try and make some good bowling changes. He tries to make sure that the bowlers end up having shorter spells, and he also does try try and be as positive as possible with his field placing. I think so far, so good for him. It's not easy. It's a very difficult tour to take over the test captaincy, especially from somebody so successful like Graham Smith was. Graham Smith made history in becoming the first captain ever to captain a side in 100 tests, and that is a feat in itself. But uh, what he did from the age of 22 to take the team up to where it was at number one is absolutely fantastic. So for Hashimamla to take over and, of course, captain in the subcontinent, it's not going to be easy, but so far, so good. Absolutely. They're two very different characters as well, which uh, which makes for, for some interesting viewing. Natalie, in studio with us, uh, we've got an off-size guest, uh, Michaela Russell, who plays Charlie on EC Dingo, and we asked her off air what, what her cricket knowledge was like, and she said, absolutely terrible. What, what advice could you give to Michaela? Wanting, she says she's watched a bit with her dad, but doesn't really get the game that much. Uh, say how's it to Michaela. What advice could you give to, to Michaela about getting into the sport? Hi there, Michaela. Well, I can tell you the best way to sit and watch a cricket game is probably to watch the shorter versions of the game. So like T20 cricket, which is exciting. It's great to be at the ground when those sort of games are on. So if you can get down to the ground with a bunch of friends, bunch of mates, and just spend some time at the ground with an exciting match, it will really bite. The bug will bite. There's no doubt about it because it's a fascinating game. Michaela, have you, you got anything that you, you want to ask Natalie like about the game? I mean, is there there's something that you don't really get? I know my my sister's hilarious. She, watching cricket, she's like, why are they always walking up and down? They just <laughs> don't get why they change after every over. But for you, I mean, is there something that you don't really understand? Um, where do we stand currently internationally? South Africa at the moment in the test side are number two. If they win the series, they'll be number one. And then we have a World Cup next year as well for the, for the shorter format. And obviously South Africa will be hoping to do well there. And if they do win, they'll win their first World Cup. But the under-19 squad has just won the World Cup as well. So mm-hmm. there's some promising youngsters coming through. I, I know when I was younger, I think I was about nine or ten, I absolutely idolized my big boy cousin who was a brilliant cricket player. And I ended up getting the full kit and wearing the shin pads, which came up to my sort of shoulders kind of thing, <laughs> convinced that I looked the part and I would be brilliant at it. And I think that died after three attempts. But uh, thank you very much for filling me in.
Absolute pleasure, Michaela. Awesome stuff, Natalie. We'll chat to you again tomorrow. Uh, day five. Can the pro tiers pull this off? Interesting one, though, and I heard it. I can't remember the exact amount, uh, but they were saying Sri Lanka's largest run chase uh, for victory in a test match was against South Africa uh, at Gaul, and it was the last time these two teams played in Gaul. So it's going to be very interesting. And the totals were very similar. It was about the same. I think they're actually chasing uh, pretty much the same this time around than they were then. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow should be a great, great day cricket in studio with us Michaela Russell on SAFM Sports Special we are offsides and uh, chatting a little bit about uh, the South African entertainment industry uh, sport and that sort of thing Michaela tell me I mean you're fairly new on Isidengo I mean you've just taken over a role and it, it must be pretty daunting going on to a, a soap that's as successful as Isidengo has been over the years in a character that's been written in to the script but to take over a, a character that's existing that must be pretty daunting um, I think I'd, I I welcomed the challenge. I, I quite enjoy being an underdog and proving people wrong. I've, I do better in those situations than being on the top from day one. Um, but the character's brilliant. The previous actress, Jay, who played the character, really developed her well. So I, I had a lot to live up to, but I, came, I had a lot of juicy storyline to sort of sink my teeth into, which was really cool because... As a first-time actress, as a first-time opportunity, you just don't get these chances. Mm. So it really was a blessing, and I, I would have been a fool to have walked away from it. So having the chance to play with such an interesting character and take her even further has been the greatest fun I've probably ever had. It's challenging, it hurts, there are days that it sucks, but it's, it's more rewarding than anything else. It's, it's different to, to doing, I mean, you wouldn't know, because obviously this is your first real sort of big acting gig, but it must be different from doing a movie where uh, you, I don't want to say in and out, but I mean, the, it's obviously a, a finite sort of shoot that you're doing. This, you don't know where this is going to go. The, the, the writers don't know where this is going to go. You hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. And, and technically speaking, it's also different because on a soapy, it's, it's very commercial. You're pumping out things, you're pumping mm. out quality. So you've got that time constraint. And you're working with multi-cam, which are about three cameras. You get all the different angles you need. About 15 minutes, bam, in the can, moving on. Whereas with a movie, you could be doing three scenes a day with one camera, where you're tracking every single response in one frame. And you can be redoing the same scene like 20, 30 times. So it looks remarkably good. Mm. It's also exceptionally exhausting. I, I have yet to have the pleasure of working on one of those sets. But I know that it's, it's definitely working on a soap is one of those instances where it's just about as good as going to varsity and studying it because you are learning so much so quickly and it's a sink or swim mm. environment. And luckily I have put my boxing gloves on and got in the ring and continue dancing. I was going to say, it, it, it's, a great, it's a great place to, to learn the trade. Definitely, definitely. And the, the directors and fellow cast members that I've worked with have been absolutely remarkable true professionals they've helped me out in more ways than I can express and I, I owe a huge amount of gratitude mm. to them very humbled by them very respectful of them um, it's just it's been a great opportunity they've been great to me I'm sure and it's interesting you, you say it's your first acting gig you, you don't I mean you're a student and you're not studying drama you, you're studying something totally different how did this all come about that you, you ended up landing a role on, on Isidingo <sighs> you can't you can't fight with God I suppose he just put it in my path and I had to go with it when it came along. I've always adored acting. Um, I, I seem to have a bit of a loud mouth and talk quite a bit, so it suited my personality. Um, I started 
um, on stage when I was very little. I think I was around six, and I, I landed the role of Hagrid. Of all people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they actually constructed this monstrosity and, of And just for the record, for me. you don't look anything like Hagrid. I, I think Hagrid's quite good looking, so I take offense to that. Okay. But um, it's, it's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it was a brilliant role. I had a lot of fun with it, and I, I got mixed up between English, Scottish, and some Australian accent when I was doing the role, but everyone loved it, and I wore this giant mesh costume thing, which probably weighed than, more than I did at the time. But uh, that's when the bug bit, and ever since then I was in public speaking, debating, acting, whatever I could do. And um, I love psychology and medicine, so that's that's sort of the avenue that I followed out of school. And when this opportunity presented itself, I kind of just had to jump for it. And it just it just did out of nowhere. So very, very fortunate. How are you finding the, the balancing your, your studies and working essentially full-time on a full-time soap opera? Sure. When I, when I entered into the role, it was in the middle of exams. So in between writing, I was running off to studio to shoot. Um, thankfully, the production is very understanding. They put education first as a priority, which is brilliant. Um, so they've been very allowing and accommodating with that. Um, it definitely stretches you. It shows you what you can and cannot do. And I feel like I'm stretching both my mind and my emotional being sort of two different directions. Um, this year, I'm starting with correspondence a little bit later so that I can continue sitting. But um, I took a bit of a break so that I could properly settle into the character and do her justice. All right, brilliant. And let, let, let's talk some more sports. Obviously, a sports <laughs> show. We, we're not here just to chat about uh, your, your, your acting, but we'll yeah. be chatting lots about that. You mentioned that you were very involved in drama growing up and you did yes. public speaking and, and debating. Was there, was there time for, for sport at school? I run. I love running. I'm, I'm an avid runner. You still, you still run today? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, it actually helps a lot with my asthma. Um, it strengthened my heart and my lungs to the point where I don't re- require a pump or anything anymore. So really it's brilliant. Um, my boyfriend's... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> got a bit of a frog in my throat. My boyfriend's brother's girlfriend, if that makes... <coughs> oh, gosh. Any sense. I'll tell you what. Let me give you, let me give you a minute. Oh, goodness. Ad Brown. <laughs> On SAFM Sports Special. SAFM Sports Special, and uh, it is a Saturday afternoon. Big cycling taking place this afternoon, too. Uh, about to head into the final week of the 2014 Tour de France, and what a Tour de France it's been as well. Uh, fantastic uh, cycling. Uh, in the Alps at the moment, yesterday was the first mountaintop stage, and it was uh, Vincenzo Nibali who just absolutely threw the gauntlet down. And uh, yeah, I think today we're in for another crack, another mountaintop finish. And so we'll keep you updated. They are cycling at the moment, so I can't see how far they've still got to go on today's stage. Uh, but uh, I think we are in for some fireworks again. A lot of the big contenders, Chris Froome out in week one, Alberto Contador out uh, this past week, and that was an incredible story. If you didn't hear, he ended up falling, broke, breaking his leg, and then got back on the bicycle, cycled for another 20 minutes before he realized, hang on a sec, there's a problem with his leg. So, yeah, it just shows you the, uh, the, how much this means to these cyclists in order to ride uh, a grand tour like the Tour de France. Spectacular, spectacular stuff. And, uh, yeah, just wonderful to see. Our quiz question is still in play, by the way, and it is uh, related to the Open, the golf, uh, that's taking place in Liverpool at the moment. I asked you, uh, for the first time ever in Open history, it happened today, uh, there is a three ball on course 
where all six, the three players and the three caddies, the, three, uh, the six people involved in that three ball, speak the same language and it's not English. Uh, what is the language? That's what I want to know. A couple of guesses coming through. Uh, David Miller getting it spot on. Uh, Mutunjwa saying Italian, it's not. Uh, Mutunjwa, thank you for the SMS though. And then John Bean in Kales River saying he thinks it could be an Asian language, and he's guessing that it's Chinese. Uh, John, it's not Chinese. Very, very, uh, I think it's a, it's a great question, and I can't believe that it's never happened before. There's so many of that nationality that are playing uh, on the international golf tour. So, uh, yeah, what is the language? 34701, those SMSs charged at 2 Rand. Uh, it's the first time ever in open history where the three players and their caddies in a three-ball Speak the same language. What is the language? 34701, those SMSs charged at 2 Rand. Uh, we are chatting to uh, Michaela Russell, who plays Charlie on Isidingo. And uh, she's in studio with us, telling a little bit about uh, what's happening in Isidingo, also what's happening uh, in her life outside of the soap opera, and also just a little bit of sport. Michaela, you were saying uh, that uh, you're a bit of a runner. Obviously, it's helped with your asthma. You're battling with a bit of a chesty yeah, cough at the moment didn't, as well. didn't really sing high praises when I sort of <laughs> ended up drowning in my own spit there. Lovely. Uh, no, I've had bad flu this last week, terrible flu. I really feel for anyone who's suffering with it. Um, seems as though I can talk again. Acting this past week has been an interesting challenge, although I've, I've sounded really sexy. I'm sure. So I love, I love the sexiness <laughs> that this lovely sickness brings with it. Um, yeah, no, I love running. Um, I got into it about two years ago. Um, and like I was saying, my partner's brother's girlfriend, if you can make sense of that craziness, it's a soap opera in itself. <laughs> she got me into it. Um, started off with like little two, three Ks, moved up to five. Now I'm doing 10, pushing for 15. Keen to one day do the comrades, run it for cancer. That is just a lifelong dream. We'll see if we get there, though. Awesome. That's uh, a wonderful running goal to have. Uh, As far as sort of what you love about running? Sure, the freedom. Gee whiz. And the time it gives you to think. Um, I also tend to build up aggression and all kinds of emotions in the back of my mind without realizing it. And I have a nasty tendency of unleashing it on the closest family member, which is not ideal. <laughs> so running is in everyone's best interest for me. Um, also, what else? The strength, mm-hmm. the health that you, you find with it. My body just feels better. I feel like I can do more. My muscle tone improves. The only downside is sort of the impact on your knees mm-hmm. and joints. But other than that, if you're careful, it's it's fine. Yeah, you're right. If you build up slowly enough, it uh, takes care of itself mm. over time. We're chatting to Michaela Russell, who plays Charlie on Isidingo. We all sides on SAFM Sports Special today. Lots of sport happening around the world as well here in South Africa. And some exciting things taking place too. And uh, came across this story, which I think is, is brilliant. So there's often people try and do things, uh, certain things, run 10 marathons in 10 days on <laughs> wherever. And this story I love because uh, our next guest is... Attempting to play nine rounds of golf in nine days in our nine different provinces. Oh, jeez. Which in itself is a challenge. But he's traveling between these rounds of golf on a tractor. A tractor? Yes, which uh, the high speed of a tractor is not great. And we join now by uh, the uh, managing director of the radical group, Heinrich Dupree. Heinrich, welcome on to SAFM Sports Special. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Round one I'm taking is done. Brad, hi, good afternoon, and um, good afternoon to all the listeners, and uh, that's exactly what I've got. I've got a lot of time so I can talk to you. 
I, I, I love the idea. I mean, it's uh, so many of these things that people think, oh, gee, it's so difficult to play nine rounds of golf. But you are, I mean, the golf's almost the secondary thing. I think the big challenge here is getting around the country in nine days on a tractor. Yeah, well, you know, Brad, um, I currently hold 32 world records in golf, 18 of them Guinness World Records, and one, one of the records that I wanted to do for a very long time was to play a round of golf in all nine of the provinces but driving with a golf cart. Now, in South Africa, um, traffic laws don't allow golf carts to go on the road, so I chased the, the second best thing, and um, with the help of the guys from New Holland, um, I got one of these big blue machines, a New Holland T5 tractor, and it's got exactly the same top speed as the standard golf cart, and that's about, um, you know, just depending on wind in front or wind behind, I can go up to about 26, 27 kilometers an hour. So, yeah, we, we're doing 2,300 kilometers. Um, you know, uh, uh, we started in Beaufort West this morning, so I played a round of golf there, and I'm still on my way. It's just over about 180 k's from Beaufort West to Richmond. And, um, you know, traveling at, at 25 um, k's an hour, it's probably going to take me about another hour um, since about 8.30 this morning to get to Richmond. Then I'm going to play a round of golf there, and um, hopefully tonight we'll end up in Middleburg in the Eastern Cape. So I would have done then um, three provinces and two rounds of golf in the first day, and, um, you know, then carry on and, until, you know, we, we finish up um, in Legends in the Limpopo province on the 27th. I know, that's incredible. Uh, you, I mean, you, you talk about all those world records, and, and I'm just sitting here thinking you, you're going to be playing two rounds of golf in one day plus driving between those three towns uh, on, on a tractor. How quickly are you getting through a round of golf? Yeah, you know, um, my, my Guinness World Record fastest round that I've played is, is um, 26, seven, uh, 26 minutes, 37 seconds. Hang on, for, eight, so for I'm, 18 I'm, holes? Yeah, for 18 holes. So I'm taking it a bit slow, you know, today. Um, this morning's round I finished in just over an hour. So, you know, playing playing with an hour. But I've, I've got a lot of guys who, who help me um, to spot the ball. We've got a modified um, golf cart that we can drive in the rough with um, that we're taking along for the you know, so um, the, the imperative thing is to play the rounds of golf as quick as possible so that I've got more time um, to drive. And, you know, if, if anything happens on the road, punch and stuff like that, you know, we just drive longer into the night. So hopefully, you know, touch wood, um, we've got a brand new tractor. You know, it's only got about eight hours um, on the odometer, and hopefully, you know, everything will go well. That's incredible. Heinrich, what did you shoot this morning at Beaufort West? Yeah, you know, um, to give you an idea, it was very cold. I think it was about minus six. Um, so at a couple of pours, um, luckily no blackouts, you know, at, uh, a couple of bogeys. But, yeah, the hands were very cold. And hopefully this afternoon, you know, the first looking up, there's no clouds in the sky. Um, you know, hopefully this afternoon at Richmond, I, I can maybe get a birdie or two. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm just looking at your itinerary as well. You, you obviously mentioned Richmond. You've mentioned Middleburg. You're going to be playing Middleburg uh, in the Eastern Cape. Clarence in the Free State. Uh, and then you head off to Ladysmith in KwaZulu-Natal, Graceland Casino and Golf Resort in Pumalanga, Woody Hill Country Club in Gauteng, uh, Seasons Eco Golf Estate in the Northwest. And then you said it. You, you wrap things up at uh, Legends in Limpopo. That's your, your ninth. Uh, you, you're obviously pretty confident that you can uh, get all nine done in nine days. 
Yeah, you know, um, I've, I've got an awesome support team. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got Colonel Sanders, you know, um, uh, a guy by the name of Jock. We nicknamed him Colonel Sanders. <laughs> you know, um, he's one of my support guys. I've got a guy from New Holland by the name of Um Young, all the way from Port Elizabeth. I've got Jock from New Holland. You know, I've got a good team supporting me. But, you know, ultimately, um, the, the big thing why I'm doing this is to raise awareness and much-needed funds for the um, Rhino Orphanage, the only one in the world that's situated at Legend. These guys look after, if I can call them abandoned uh, baby rhinos, you know, when the mothers get uh, gets killed in the felt, you know, all these, uh, well, um, all the little rhinos go to the rhino orphanage. And then, you know, to, to have a um, trip like this, you know, I've, I've got the experience, um, I've got the adventure to actually go and do it. But, um, you know, we, we've got a lot of, lot of um, support from, from a lot of people out there, you know, just, just to mention a few uh, Timby and the guys from Jeep Centurion, Ryan Favay and the guys from BCE Consulting, Johan Bartman and the guys from Rabbit to Metal, and then obviously the guys from, the guys from New Holland. And for the general public, if the guys want to follow us, you know, it's very simple, Golfing for Rhinos on Facebook. Um, my Twitter handle is at Radical Golfer, and, you know, um, go and go and check us out, see what we do Um you know, route when you pass us on the rough. We're going very, very slow, so you'll definitely see us. But, you know, and, and obviously the guys at, at SAFM um, taking time to have a chat to us. Yeah, brilliant. Heinrich, I, I think I, I actually wanted to ask you about the, the sort of uh, charity side of it and what, what you're doing it for. I think it's a, a very worthy cause. Obviously, everyone in South Africa is concerned about uh, the state of our rhinos. And uh, by the sounds of it, this uh, rhino orphanage is doing, doing some, some great work. Yeah, you know, um, the, the nice thing with, um, uh, you know, the baby rhino orphanage, if, if a mother gets killed in the felt, you know, they have to find the baby within 24 hours. Um, you know, so these guys are very vigilant, you know, they, they keep track of all the little baby rhinos out in the Kruger Park um, and other uh, reserves. And then as soon as, as there's trouble, you know, the baby goes straight to the rhino orphanage and these guys take very, very good care of them. Um, you know, they've also got a Facebook page. The guys can go and, and like their Facebook page. And, you know, our, our ultimate goal, um, you know, uh, more than just finishing the nine rounds of golf in nine days in the nine provinces, is to raise awareness for what's happening with the rhinos in the country. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great initiative that you're doing with the golf, and it's, uh, it's actually terrible that you have to do it for the, the cause that you're doing it for, but unfortunately that is uh, one of the realities uh, of uh, the world we live in today, unfortunately, but I think it, uh, it is a great cause nonetheless. Heinrich, I'm going to let you go, because obviously you've got a long way to go to get to Richmond in that tractor. Uh, all the best, and, and hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Awesome, Brad. Thank you very much, and um, thanks for the support from your guys' side, um, Helen and, and Chevron and, and all of them. So, guys, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Um, check out our, uh, our, our website at uh, radicalgroup.ca.za, and thanks again for all the support. We really appreciate it. Anytime. Heinrich Dupria, the managing director of the Radical Group, he's attempting to play nine rounds of golf in nine days in the nine provinces in South Africa and if that's not hard enough he's doing it on a tractor and I'm glad he cleared up the fact that he's uh, on the golf course they're doing it on a golf cart because I don't <laughs> think there are many greenskeepers around South Africa who would allow 
uh, Heinrichs to play around a golf in a tractor. So it's good to hear that uh, that's the reason. Also doing it uh, for that Rhino Orphanage uh, that is at the Legends Golf Resort. If you want to find out more, go on to Facebook and just search for Golfing for Rhinos. And you can follow Heinrich as well, at Radical Golfer on Twitter. That's uh, his Twitter handle as well. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Twitter, at SAFMSS. That's our Twitter handle. You can also check us out on Facebook. Just search uh, for SAFM Sports Special. Lots of guesses coming through for our quiz question today. And uh, the question is as follows. Uh, the Open, British Open, taking place this weekend in Liverpool. And it's the first time in Open history that uh, this has happened, where the three players in a three ball and the three caddies uh, are all, or all speak the same language that is not English. So they all speak a different language, but they don't speak English. Well, they do speak English, but these six in particular speak another language. What is that other language? 34701. That is uh, the SMS number, and those SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. In studio with us today as well, Michaela Russell, who plays Charlie on Isidingo. We are off sides, and I'll get to some of those guesses on that SMS line in a second. Uh, but, Michaela, got an SMS in from you. Uh, there's no name on the SMS asking if you're married, and if so, how do you balance family and work life due to all the kissing on the soap opera? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, no, I'm not married. I'm 22 years old, so I'm still a little bit young, in my opinion, and definitely in my family's opinion, to be married. Um, thankfully, my partner, long-term partner of seven years, is very supportive, very understanding. He also knows my love interest and has hung out with him a bit. And if anything, Isaac, who is nuts about his wife, very, very professional guy. He's like my big brother. He does more teasing than anything else, so... Yeah, it's, it's actually relatively easy. Um, you make a plan. I think a Budemark, a plan, and I'm a Stienkamp, so I make a plan. Um, something I want to say about Heinrich, he needs to take the governor off that, that machine of his. <laughs> Do it, man. It'll get you there faster. Well, you're talking governors. That, that must mean one thing, that you went... you. you out on the west end of Johannesburg, aren't you? Yes. There we go. That says everything. How do you know about governors on tractors, Miguel? Well, I know about them on golf carts and anything else that can go faster <laughs> if I tamper with it a little bit. <laughs> my sister and I were monsters growing up. Oh, really? I, I feel for oh, You should see my legs. They're covered in scars because skateboarding and rollerblading behind anything with wheels that could go fast was always a good option and there was never skin on my knees. So, yeah, I'm also a klutz, so forever falling over. But yeah, uh, we removed the governor of my sister's uh, golf cart, which she got for her 16th birthday. And it was great fun until we nearly broke our necks, and then that was sort of changed. <laughs> so and that yeah. ended. That ended that. Quite quickly. Michaela, it is an interesting question, though. I mean, it's, it must be difficult uh, to, to separate, especially playing a character in a soap, to, to separate your life from that character. And, and, I, and the reason I ask this is because I've got a couple of friends who have played different parts in different soaps, mm. and I've been out with them, and people just don't, really relate to the fact that you've got a life outside Isidengo that they just believe that you're Charlie. It, it did. It did shock me at first because people get so engrossed mm. and, you know, they sit you out with somebody else or they come up to you and say, how could you slap your mother? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, guys, I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's, it's not my mother, though, you know. Um, and it, it's a good thing because it means that the story is believable and that people are being sucked into it and really following it avidly. Um, but we do have, have lives outside, and when people come up to you and are like, you know, you, you recognize me, right? And you're like, yeah, you're the one that sits on the couch, aren't you? On the left. Yeah, I see you every night. No, no, I don't know you. <laughs> um, it's pretty, it was quite a big adjustment. Um, and you do 
take home a lot of the emotions. If you're screaming and shouting in 10 scenes, 11 scenes during the day, you come home and you're not chipper and bright and happy always. And shame, the, the family members do tend to suffer with that a little bit. But as you progress and as I progress, I've learned to separate myself more and more from the character. Um, I, I can sort of relate to her. I can respect what she's going through, but she is a character and I'm Michaela. And I handle things completely differently. Although I have taken from her a couple of positive things like her strengths. Her determination, her ability to say no if she doesn't want to do something. I, I have been a bit of a pushover in the past, but not anymore. Shame. Sorry, family. <laughs> um, an interesting thing, offsides. I think I understand the concept, which is a shocker, but let's see. Um, is it when the receiver of a ball is behind the defense line of the opposite team, meaning unfair advantage? When the ball is passed? Yes. Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. Why, why do you understand that? Well, let's, let's, let's get into some of your personal <laughs> life. You, you dating a former footballer? Yes, shame. He's torn his ACL, which is a really common injury, apparently. Doing next to nothing. I say former. Is he, is he, is he out injured or is he... He's out for the year. Because okay, but he's still play. playing. I mean, he, he's just injured. He's, yeah, he's a brilliant playing. player. He used to play for Swallows, the younger team, um, the under-18s. Now he's over 18 and he's having to take an extended break from it because of the injuries. Um, his name's Dean Harrison. Very sweet boy. Been a big supporter of me. Um, yeah, so he's a brilliant player. He's a goalkeeper. Um, and he taught me a lot of the ins and outs about soccer. Um, that's why I love Kune so much because I can really appreciate what he does as a goalkeeper. He's brilliant and I, I love good footwork too. So those are things that I highly value in soccer um, and strategy too. But I think that goes for any sport. If there's a good strategy and there's a good execution of a plan, then it's, it's a great pleasure to watch. Are you a Formula One fan? I am. Who do you support? Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> You're making our Formula One reporter's heart very happy now. He joins <laughs> us. Guga Zulu, welcome on to SAFM Sports Special. We've got Michaela uh, with us, who plays Charlie on EC Dingo. Uh, oh, fantastic. Hello, Michaela. Hi there. Guga was a. I, see, I, I hear that you said you like men who've got good coordination with their feet, good footwork. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, racing drivers certainly do have when it comes to pedals. Absolutely, this, the stuff they have to go through. I actually looked at the inside of a Formula One car that was doing a trip around South Africa. It was one that had been driven by Michael Schumacher, and I was horrified to see what they have to sit in and the angle and the pressure yes. that they must be under. No, certainly it's all confined space, but we call it controlled chaos. Yeah. That's the reason. That's the reason I'm not a Formula One driver because I couldn't get my left leg into the cockpit. Uh, it was an interesting day today, wasn't it? No, certainly, Brad. It's an interesting day. Nico Rosberg took his fifth pole position for 2014, uh, and with his teammate Lewis Hamilton, he crashed out unfortunately in Q1 due to a brake failure situation. Rosberg managed to fend off though the stiff competition from the Williams pairing of Bottas as well as Massa, who will both start in second and third respectively. Fourth position as well as fifth went to Magnussen and McLaren with Ricardo in the Red Bull once again are qualifying his teammate Sebastian Vettel who will start up in sixth. As for Lewis Hamilton, yes, not a great day for him as well as for us who are his biggest fans, but he will start in 16th position and I guess this sets a setting for tomorrow's fantastic race where we will see him drive all the way from 16th position, but I guess he won't have it really easy because he has to fend off the likes of Alonso as well as other quicker drivers such as Button. But nonetheless, it's going to be an exciting race to come tomorrow. Yeah, it is going to be going to be interesting. Gugu, as, as far as that race goes, where how do you see it going? 
I think at this moment in time, it's uh, it's going to be a very fast race and it's very difficult to also overtake. So I see Rosberg actually taking this win and uh, perhaps the Williams pairing as well, doing very well. But look out for Ricardo. He has a tendency of just sneaking out a very good performance uh, under circumstances like this. So as for Lewis, we hope he can just minimize the damage and uh, perhaps finish just on the podium. Brilliant. Kugazula, thank you very much. We'll chat to you again tomorrow afternoon uh, for a wrap of that Grand Prix. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Lewis Hamilton can work his way through that entire field uh, from 16th. And can he win? It's going to be an interesting, interesting race to watch. Got some more news coming up uh, at 4 o'clock this afternoon here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Our quiz question coming through. Uh, on three uh, three four seven zero one, I'm just reading one of the, one of the SMSs coming through. Some of the the, the answers. Uh, let me go through them. The question, by the way, is uh, the it's the first time in British Open history that uh, a three ball, the three players and the three caddies all speak the same language, and it's not English. They do speak English, but the the language that they actually speak, they all speak the same language. Uh, what? is the language. And some of the SMSs coming through. Estee Durban, you got it right. Well done. Uh, Frederick Andrews, as well as CJ Bloom in PE, uh, both saying Spanish. It's not Spanish. And uh, Tabani Kumalo in Umslanga Rocks, you got it spot on. Michael saying it was Gaelic. It's not Gaelic, Michael. Uh, Faisal Ayob getting it right. Jennifer Howick saying Spanish as well. So did Ian Hutchinson. Uh, uh, Sam, you got it right. Well done. Uh, looking at some of these others... Uh, they all speak sport language. No, it's not sports, uh, sport language for dress. Uh, Blind Barry saying, is it Scottish? Uh, no, it's not Scottish, Barry. And uh, Caps also getting it right. Elena, you got it right as well. Well done. And someone saying uh, they're using their hands. Uh, sign language, Pakiso. No, it's not sign language. Uh, Madeleine. Uh, Claire in PE saying Spanish. It's not. And here we go. Uh, who's that from? Calvin. Calvin, you got it spot on. Chanel in Durban, you also got it spot on. Well done. What is the language? 34701. Those SMSs charged at two ran. Uh, there are three players playing in a three ball at the Open today. Uh, all three players and their caddies all speak the same language. What is that language? 34701. Get SMSing. Those SMSs charged at 2 Rand. Big rugby coming up on the other side of 5 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, the Sharks are in action. Kelly, are you a, a rugby fan? I'm wearing shark colours today. You are? That's why I'm asking. <laughs> um, I love watching a rugby game, definitely. Um, especially when they manage to score a try. That's the most exciting thing because I've got absolutely no coordination. So <laughs> I really respect that. We were lucky enough in school to play touch, and um, there were some girls who seriously used to irritate me, and I, I think I took it a little bit too far. You played full contact. Oh, yeah, I played full <laughs> contact. I think, I think the, the logistics of touch were lost on me, but it was great fun. And I'm, I'm really holding thumbs for the Sharks today. It was one of my um, cousin's teams growing up, and as I've mentioned before, loved the big cousin, big boy cousin, wanted to be like him. So go Sharks, holding thumbs, kick ass. Yeah. I can say that on radio. <laughs> it's okay. And I think, I think the whole of South Africa echoes your sentiments, even, even if you're not a Sharks fan, because oh, yeah. they're, the, they're the only team left in Super Rugby for 2014, so South African hopes lie. 
uh, on Jake White's team. We're looking forward uh, to that match. Craig Ray will have uh, live commentary for us between 5 and 7 this afternoon. Also, just throwing ahead to a little bit later on, I'm quite excited chatting uh, to Carl Buckingham uh, later on this afternoon, who's going to be racing. Uh, he's one of South Africa's top triathletes at the moment. He's going to be oh. racing Ironman uh, Lake Placid next Sunday. And uh, looking forward to chatting to him. He's making his American debut as a professional. Sure. Uh, he finished second South Africa's uh, Ironman in April this year. He's a great, great talent. Been training in Boulder, Colorado at altitude. Uh, and he's looking in amazing form. So looking forward to chatting to Carl Buckingham. That should be at halftime of that rugby. So make sure you tune in for that if you are a big triathlon fan as well. Michaela, as far as Isidingo goes and, and your future in acting, you're obviously going to finish your degree. I'm not asking you that. I'm telling you you need to finish your degree. <laughs> oh, you and my mom. <laughs> Gosh, no, absolutely. That's that's priority number one, um, and that's what I was doing when I got the job because I, I've modelled and desperately tried to get into acting while I was studying for extra cash and just to expand my horizons a little bit. So, obviously, the the number one goal is to get the degree. I I love psychology. I love medicine, as previously mentioned, and it would be a terrible waste for me not to pursue that avenue as well because I love it. But also it lends itself to the acting career because if you can understand the behavioral side of somebody, the way someone thinks, the way they act, mm. you can understand how to play a character. And you'd be surprised how many people in the acting industry have a psychology degree. Wow. So they really do tick all the right boxes for each other. And I will do my best to juggle both. Um, I'm a diligent student. I can do and will do correspondence. So please relax. Mom, you, everyone else, it's <laughs> happening. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important. I, I mean, mm. I'm just saying that it's one of those things. This, this industry can be fickle at the best of times. Oh, yeah. you, you could be... It's also addictive, and you lose, you lose track of time so quickly. Mm, absolutely. And I've seen girls that are in their mid-30s who have been modeling, earning good money while their friends have been studying. Now their friends are landing the high jobs in the industry or whatever, and um, they're earning a great, solid, consistent income, and the, the older girls are no longer working as models, mm. and they don't have any qualifications. Yeah. And that's a heartbreaking story because... Wasted potential. Yeah, absolutely. And and hey, you might never use that degree. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I want to use that degree. No, no, but I'm saying <laughs> you, you could you could you could become the next Shelley's Tehran. I mean, I'm just saying. So you've got a degree. You awesome. might you might never use it, but rather have it in case. Absolutely, you no. I, I totally support that. Being on a soap is it is it one of those things that is it just a station to to get somewhere else, or is it do you can could you see yourself working there for twenty years, becoming it's old as Charlie? Oh, goodness. No. I don't want to be an old Charlie. I'm new Charlie. No, um, I think the environment is one of those ones that's it's sort of like the twilight zone. Mm. You get lost in it because you're working so much, so often, and you, the people around you become like your family. It's a wonderful environment. But I think one of the greatest sins in any industry is to become complacent. So, <coughs> excuse me, um, I look forward to pushing myself aiming for things way out of my comfort zone, trying to break into the international scene like most people, most actresses and actors in South Africa wish to achieve. Um, I love the the opportunity I've had, and it's been the most phenomenal training ground. So I'm going to sort of continue on there for as long as possible, but we're going to see what happens in the future and keep on pushing and striving for more and better and just sort of holding the Sidingo SABC 3 flag up high. Yeah. We'll see what happens. How, how long in advance is this thing written? Like, I mean, you, you say you were shooting this week. Yeah. When, when will that be on air? We like to have around two months in the can okay. just for safety reasons. Because if somebody's sick and it does happen and if somebody gets injured, you need to have 
additional yeah. scenes and things shot. However, you do do TXs, which are scenes that are aired that evening. For example, like Mandela Day was yesterday, and you'd be called in to do a specific scene pertaining to... And that keeps yeah. it relevant. For yes, it the, is. Yeah, so something happens today, there might be a big news mm. story, and you can comment on it as an example. It's, it's like our social responsibility, yeah. I suppose. It keeps the public informed, and it urges them to take action where they need to, even when it comes to voting. I mean, I walked around for, cool. for three months with that awful little mark on my nail way before <laughs> voting had come, and then I get another mark again, and it's only just grown up. So, yeah, we, we do try to keep present and up to date, but we do have quite a lot in the can already. So, come on, give us some secrets. Who's, what's mm. what's going to happen? Ooh. <laughs> You're not allowed to, are you? No. <laughs> I have snipers watching me right really? now, actually. Yes. Well, and I've got my back to it's the window, It's okay. So <laughs> it's just above your shoulder. I've, I've seen they've been lining up for a while. No, um, I, we really are not allowed... Well, obviously, to speak to about secrecy. it. We are, even in our contract. Um, but we do know a bit about our own personal storylines, not so much about um, other character storylines. Mm. So I've got an idea of where Charlie is heading. And although she has come out of the coma now and things are looking up and, yay, she's getting her life back on track. Shame, it's never smooth sailing for Charlie. She's going to be heading to Maltra's waters again. Um, I'm not going to say with what. I'm just going to say there's going to be some heartache, as there always is. But it's good fun. So enjoy the the happy times while it lasts, guys. There's some exciting uh, craziness to come. You look amazing for someone who's just come out of a coma. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was, it was pretty awesome playing the coma role because I had never had to do my hair or makeup. Had it in a beanie thing all day long and got to kind of sleep most of the day. So. Fantastic. Well, we've just <laughs> got a, a call in. I actually don't even know who's on the line. Uh, SFM Sports Special. Who am I speaking to? It's uh, Mike uh, Brad. <laughs> I was going to say, Michaela, do you recognize this voice? Dad! <laughs> really? <laughs> what, what I was saying to, to say, Brad, I was most impressed with your guy on the track for nine days and so on. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and, and I'm a lucky person. I own my own golf course. So um, I'd like to set up something for him for a free golf day so he can do something for saving the baby rhino. Oh, that oh, is dear. amazing. Brilliant. We'll, we'll get your details and we'll, we'll set that up. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Thanks, Pops. How cool is that? Oh, gosh, he's betrayed me. <laughs> I, sh- I, should, I should know more about golf now. Everyone's like, hello. Well, there you go. You're playing in the golf day, just so you know. Oh. You've just volunteered. Oh, Bam. thanks. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> thank you for that. This is great. That is awesome. Michaela, thank you so much for coming through today. You've thank been amazing. Thank you for having me. It's and been fun. all the best. Awesome. Have a lovely day. Keep warm. Apparently, there's a cold front coming. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not nice.